Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I paused for a minute, like, what's the name of our podcast? I wondered why you did that, and then I heard a distant sound, but then I realized it must be Adam. Yeah, right. He's, <laughs> he's in the other room. Right. Okay, uh, take two. Welcome back, humor yeah. consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Welcome to the Pod Lab. We are recording friends at 6:22 p.m. on Tuesday night. Yeah, we don't normally record in the evening, no, so it's a little different for yeah, us. Right, cuz we're both kind of dragging in a way. Yeah, but we're going to perk right up. Before we talk about our subject matter, which is chocolate, and by the way, we're both of us are sipping on a little bit of chocolate wine. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Well, it's a special occasion. It is cuz we're talking about but chocolate. chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. And if you haven't found the the secret of uh, Aldi, they have this amazing chocolate wine, which they're now out of. So I hope it comes back soon. <laughs> I probably shouldn't broadcast that. All right. A couple of things I wanted to talk about before we talk about chocolate. First of all, Catherine and I just returned from a wonderful trip to South Carolina. Yeah. And it was fantastic. We had a great time. We did. And a shout out to any of our new friends who have uh, signed up to get my emails because many of them did at yeah, the show. That's right. Yeah, we did a show. Are you burping? <laughs> did, did it sound like it? I kind of did. Or do you smell it? No, I don't <laughs> smell it. Did you hear that? I did. Sorry. I didn't mean to out Oops. you. But out wow. It, it was very, very quiet. Discreet, I thought. I think these microphones pick up a lot. Oh. Anyway. Excuse me. <laughs> Bless you. Okay. Try not to say anything when you do it. I'll just say, no, I won't say anything. (laughs) Anyway, we just had dinner, so there's that. All right. uh, The friends that I was going to talk about in South Carolina, right? I I have to tell them what happened. Oh, yes. Do tell. Okay. This has never happened in all the years, whatever it is, 13, 14 years that I've been doing comedy. This is a first. And the the show that I did was for Safe Homes uh, Domestic Violence Center. It was a fundraiser. Mm. And it was being uh, held in the uh, First Baptist Church of North Augusta, South right. Carolina. Okay, so that's where it was being held. I had never been there, didn't know, you know, what mm-hmm. they have, whatever. We get there, gorgeous church, yeah. absolutely beautiful, big. Yeah. It seemed like it took up a whole block. Didn't it, it did. The building did, but Seemed I don't like think it. the sanctuary was huge. No, so maybe they had different wings of yeah. I don't know what. Okay, so anyway, I want <laughs> you to picture this as a giant church, and we get there, and we're there at three thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's calling you, Wendy? Oh, you can I'll take call it. her back. You can take it. No, I'll call her back. Okay. <laughs> if she listens, she'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we get there at three thirty in the afternoon, and for a sound check. And the, I don't go on stage until 7.30 p.m. And I'm there all day from 3.30 to 7.30. And they had their, you know, their people and stuff coming in, the guests that were going to be arriving for this event. And uh, we were at like a book table. Okay, this is, I can't tell the story, like pretending like I'm telling it. <laughs> and Catherine is over there texting her sister. Oh, okay. And I'm, um, I'm sorry. I just have okay. to tell it to someone <laughs> who's listening to me. I thought you could fake it. Okay. I tried. 
I tried to fake it. Here I am. <laughs> All eyes and ears. My my attention is on you. This is how it is for her when she's on stage, by the way. Oh my Please God. do not be texting or use your phone. <laughs> <laughs> that or is, eat. Well, right. That right. That is true about texting. <laughs> well, okay. If you're talking and someone's texting, do you feel like they're listening to you? Absolutely not. Okay, so then does that make you feel like talking? Um, no, but we're talking to an audience. You're not really talking to me. I am talking to you. All right. I, Baba, I, let's go. <laughs> we're putting this podcast on video. Oh, yeah. Next episode. Oh, gosh. She's <laughs> threatening me. No, it's a promise. <laughs> It is not a threat. We're putting it on video, friends. All of a sudden. Uh Uh-huh. I thought so. (laughs) Okay. Long story longer. Catherine and I are there. Mm -hmm. We're doing the books. We're selling books and t-shirts and whatever, even though Square was down. Oh, yeah. That was a big problem. Yeah. Nationwide. Yes. You see why it's important to have somebody to talk to? Because then you have something to add. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, I do. (laughs) I got an email on that, too. Oh, yeah. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we were doing the best that we could to sell books and t-shirts and stuff ahead of the show. Well, the show was going to start at 730. Mm-hmm. And Catherine, uh, she said to me, I'm going to go and, uh, you know, sit in the front row because we had a couple seats saved there. I said, OK. Mm-hmm. And then I was pretty much right behind you a couple minutes. Yeah. And that's where we had the little stand set up so that I could videotape you. It was right. Kind of, kind of obvious. Well, OK, but well, there wasn't no. any direct communication. Right. Right. And the team that was doing safe homes, I mean, they had their hands full. They they oh they, they sure were did. juggling like flames. You know, they yeah. just had a lot going on. I joined Catherine in the front row of this church, this gorgeous church that was kind of like a theater in the round kind of situation, right? Mm-hmm. Where the sanctuary sort of wrapped around in sort of a almost full circle, really. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big circle. Okay, yeah. so my inexperience, I did not know that there was like a backstage area where people could come out from the back. Yeah. It looked to me like a circle and there was no way to get back there. Yeah. But right. there must have been. Right. Because they, so I joined Catherine in the front row. Mm-hmm. Now we're sitting in the front row, right, like five feet from the microphone that I'm about to take mm-hmm. to do this comedy show. And the music's playing. Yeah. And time's just, a ticking. Yeah. We're just waiting for things to start. And waiting. Yeah. And waiting. <laughs> and I don't know how long we were there, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes. Something like that? Yeah, it got to be like about, I don't know, maybe four or five minutes after your time to go on. Right. Right. And we had been there like five minutes or so ahead. Right. So now we're looking at about a 10 minute where we're just sitting there like tapping our toes and waiting. Yeah. And I'm saying to you, uh, do you have someone to introduce you? And then you say. I said, yeah, I I think so. so. (laughs) And then I said, then, you know, a couple more minutes go by and I say, maybe I should go look for them because they're not up there you know they're right. not at all about to introduce you it, yeah we don't know where they're at yeah and i said to Catherine, i go no they're, they're, they've got this under control they know what they're doing they're probably waiting for someone you know <laughs> something something's important something's right something important is keeping them from starting right all of a sudden the gal from the radio station she was adorable by the way i yes. don't i don't remember her name but i remember her personality she's yeah. great yeah she was she was so much fun 
So she takes the microphone and she says to the audience, y'all, this <laughs> is not a joke. I am not joking. We can't find the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> My jaw dropped. I, I was like, wait. I was shocked. Yeah, me too. I was shocked. And I I hollered. I I, like stood up and I raised my hand. I said, I'm right here. (laughs) I'm here. Here. And then she burst out laughing. She did. Yeah. And then she kind of pointed to the other people that were looking for you because we found out later that everyone was looking for you. There were about 10 people looking for you. They were looking in the pastor's room, the green room. They were looking in the bathroom. (laughs) Just yeah, everywhere. they said they checked all the bathrooms. They called your agent. They did, and mm-hmm. they couldn't get a hold of her because it was, you know, seven thirty on a Thursday night. Yeah, uh, that's funny. So of course, um, she introduces me, and then I take the stage, and then I have to tell the audience what Catherine and I were thinking and saying mm-hmm. while they were looking for me nonstop. And then the kicker was at the end of yeah. the night. The, yeah. the comedy went great. The show was great. They yeah. were they were an awesome audience. Absolutely love them. Would love to come and entertain them again. At the end of the night, one of the gals from Safe Homes, she was the cutest, most adorable Southern woman that you ever <laughs> saw. She was in green. She was all dressed in green. Yeah. Beautiful blonde hair. Just such cute as a button. And she she says to me something like, well, I thought that was part of your act. Right. <laughs> I said, wait, 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 wait. I said, you thought that I hide ahead of the show? <laughs> and I I play hide and seek with my client? And I said, she would never do that. Oh, gosh, no. No, we only found that out by, kind of like by accident, because it was casual conversation. And then she started to realize, oh, that wasn't on purpose. Right. <laughs> It it was hilarious, and I think the audience audience members usually love things that happen spontaneously that yeah. are very funny, mm-hmm. and that was obviously spontaneous, and it was very funny. It was. It was. It was, it was hilarious. But w- uh, note to self: next time I'm going to plan. I'm going to make sure I check in. Where, <laughs> am I coming up from the stage, or am I coming up from the seats, or what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks for letting Good me times. get that out. Yeah. All right. And then the other thing I wanted to share with them is about our trip on that mountain road. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tell them what that happened. It was nerve-wracking. Yeah. So we were on our way home. We were going to visit our friend Angie and her husband Dave in Tennessee because they were camping there because they're in the beginning stages of building their home down there. So we thought we would visit them on the way home. And there's no direct route as far as like a four-lane highway or even a divided highway to get to uh, where we were going in Tennessee unless you go around into one of the big cities or whatever so we just hit dink on the GPS fastest route (laughs) and we kind of look at it on the phone right which is small and I'm a big map person like I just but you know what this particular trip I wasn't all there really it was just kind of in a fog I got over I I think I still had COVID fog too on top of that plus my mom was in the hospital before that blah 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 yeah so anyway so here we go through the mountains and it's twisty and windy and steep steep up steep down and we took turns driving but you were in the thick of it in the mountains and yeah yeah, I was just as tense as you were because because I was tense because you were tense yeah it was beautiful very beautiful yeah but it was a two-lane road 
uh, along a big portion of the stretch. And then we happened to notice that there were two lanes going up, but one lane going down on several areas. And we thought that that was because if you're going down, you could get out of control. I don't know. Well, and also because if you're going up, you can pass the trucks. I, I'm pretty sure that's why, because trucks, yeah. you know, the heavy go or slower. whatever, you know, those big um, RVs or whatever, they go slower, so you can yeah. pass them. It was very white knuckling. It was gorgeous. God made some beautiful mountains there, but I didn't really want to see them up close. I know. Mm-hmm. And then it was so great when we got out the other end and we were in Teleco Plains, and then it was like, ah, it was just... You yeah. know, just um, a relief, more doable. It yeah. was. And when we arrived at the campground, our friend Angie, was, oh, yeah. <laughs> she she looked like an angel. Yeah. <laughs> she looked like she had a halo and wings <laughs> and she was holding two drinks for me and Catherine and she had made some snacks for us and Dave had made a campfire. So it was just a wonderful welcome home. You made it. Yeah, it was relaxing. Yeah. All right. That's it. Now let's talk about chocolate. Let's go. Okay. All right, we've got a couple takeaways that we're going to get to here. We're going to talk about how it's made, mm-hmm. how chocolate is made, the health benefits of chocolate, and we're going to share some fun facts. Yes. So stay tuned all the way to the end. And as always, we have a little scripture to share with you at the end and a call to action. That's right. What say you, Catherine, about chocolate? Well, let's talk about our sponsors <gasps> first. Yes, we'll please talk about do. This. Okay, so we had a little glitch. We're starting over. Oopsies. Yeah. And we were talking about our sponsors. So we have about 14 sponsors and what they do is they pay $5 a month. Uh, A few of them or a couple of them pay uh, one lump sum. And what it does is it just helps us put the podcast forward and it helps us with funds. You know, some we have a, a platform that we use that costs something every month. And so it helps pay for that. And then also future things that we need equipment. We obviously need to figure yeah, out like do. how to get over these glitches and figure that all out. But we're just two girls here who are just <laughs> trying. trying to figure it out. So anyway, so that's, um, so thank you to our sponsors. Yeah. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to become one, yeah. all you have to do is go to our Patreon page. If you go to Patreon and look up Life Happens Laugh Anyway, you'll find it that way. You can also find it at my website and you can also find it in the show notes. And we really, truly appreciate each and every one of you. Yes. All right. Episode 141, uh, the outline, how is chocolate made, health benefits of chocolate and fun facts. Yeah. What say you, Catherine? Okay. So I did not know this, but many people probably do. But chocolate is a food product made from the fruit of a Keiko tree. Love it. Yeah, I knew that it was Keiko. And I kind of, now that I think about it, well, I know coffee beans come mm-hmm. from a tree. Yeah. So it makes, it does make sense. Um, but when it's raw and unprocessed, it tastes bitter and dry, which most people probably know. But it has, to, it's chocolate that has to be fermented, dried, roasted. And then, you know, then they add the little bit of sugar and some cream and it just tastes divine. So. And cocoa butter. Yum. Yes, and cocoa butter. So I'm just going to read from this. It's called Science. Um, I really like, oh, Live Science. Okay. And they cover all kinds of interesting things. Um, and anyway, so that's what I'm getting it from. Okay. It says chocolates derived from the fruit of the Keiko tree, which we just explained, which grows exclusively in tropical climates. And the Keiko tree is native to Central and South America. 
Uh, but once the European invaders discovered the delicacy in the 18th century, the popularity of the chocolate took off and farmers soon established plantations in other parts of the world, but mostly those tropical areas. Yeah, I saw that it needs a certain amount of heat as well as a certain amount of humidity. Yes. I didn't know that. That somebody showed a map of the equator and the best chocolate really grows within a certain mile range of the equator. Yeah, and I also saw something about um, some scientists are saying that by 2050, the humidity and the temperature are going to change and it's going to be more difficult to grow this stuff. It's okay, I'm just going to say it. If every Tom, Dick, and Harry can grow pot in their garage, <laughs> could somebody please come up with a way to grow some chocolates? <laughs> no, I just snorted. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Figure it out. Figure yeah. out the heat and humidity and let's grow us some chocolate plants. Speaking of heat and humidity, I am feeling so hot all of a sudden. Almost all of a sudden. Okay heating up you want to take off your sweatshirt <laughs> no okay do you know okay sidebar I, i'm subbing i'm subbing mm. in the elementary school yeah. and so this this is the first week that i've been subbing the first two days yesterday and today this little kid says they ask you permission to do everything like they well, don't it's nice i know they don't say boo without can i say boo <laughs> but this little kid uh he, he says to me, it's a little boy. He says, can I take off my sweatshirt? Aww. And I go, um, do you have something on underneath there? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I said, okay. You may. You may do that. <laughs> Good question. Gosh, they're so little funny. Guy. Yeah. Okay, go on. About the All right. co so, cacao. How do you ever say it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Keiko. Oh, there you go. Keiko trees bear fruit that are about the same size and shape of a football. Did you know that? I learned it while I was researching no. this podcast. I did see that. Okay. But that's the shape of the outer outside portion of it. And then the little beans are inside. Yeah. The lumpy berries or pods are full of up to 50 sour seeds or beans covered in a white pulp. Gosh, who figured it out? I know. I did not know that. I can't even imagine. Yeah. And the pods are harvested by hand and cut open to remove the cocoa beans, which are then placed in covered trays where they ferment for several days. After fermentation, the beans are uncovered and left out to dry. Next, the beans are taken to the chocolate factory, which made me think of Willy, Willy Wonka. Wonka. <laughs> the golden ticket. <laughs> where they are cleaned and the debris is moved. The beans are roasted yum. Just the sound or just learning that the beans are roasted. Anything roasted is delightful. I know. Even chestnuts. <laughs> roasted. Never had them, but that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. They're Reminds in these... me of Karen Carpenter. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, they're roasted in large um, rotating ovens. And then that draws out the flavor. It removes the beans from their hulls. And then the roasted beans go into the winnow winnowing machine. Okay. Which then cracks the beans and removes the hulls. And the remaining part of the bean is called the nib. And that's the piece that becomes edible chocolate. No so, wonder oh, okay. it's so expensive. Right. That's the whole point <laughs> of all of that. And then the nibs, because there's more, are ground down into a series of rollers to create this thick paste. And that's called chocolate liquor. 
but it's not the same. It says chocolate liquor does not contain alcohol. Chocolate liqueur does, however, which I don't really get what they're saying about that, but it's the main source of the unsweet sweetened baking chocolate. Okay. So that sounds like a lot of steps. Yes. And then from that point, the chocolatiers, they have the creative freedom to do what they want with it. Make it into, you know, milk chocolate, add um, their special formula of their cocoa, the butter and the sugar or, or milk or not. Okay. You know what comes to my mind after you're describing all of that? Hmm. I'm so grateful that I wasn't born before chocolate became commonplace. Yeah. I'm sure there was a time when chocolate was for just the well-to-do or royals or whomever. Yeah, that's true, actually. It had to be because... Yeah, I found it in the history. You know, something that's that complex and rare and hard to do and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're not going to offer it to common folk. No. (laughs) They're going to save it for themselves. It was actually a drink first. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And yes, I think it was like the Europeans mostly. And then, of course... This was a, you know, um, and these were enslaved people that had to harvest it. But thankfully today, it's um, mostly family-owned farms. And the big chocolate companies don't own them. They just buy the product from these family-owned farmers. Yeah, but you know Nestle is under some scrutiny. Oh, are they? Yeah, for child labor issues. (laughs) But I got to say this. I didn't dig dig into that element of the research for today's podcast that much. But I did hear about Nestle having a big controversy about uh, using child labor as young as 14, 14, 15, 16 year old kids to do their bidding, you know, Mm -hmm. and. The problem with that is there's two sides to every pancake Mm -hmm. and one doesn't know whether or not that is a huge blessing for the family. I was just thinking that. Well, every, everybody with thinking minds should be thinking that because Mm -hmm. just because in our culture, we have the luxury, (laughs) my son's screaming. I was just going to say, we have the luxury of waiting until we're a full-blown adult until we have to get out there and make it. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And we can normally make it on two incomes with the kids don't have to contribute. Right. But there were plenty of uh, generations that came before us. In fact, my grandfather quit school in eighth grade to go to work mm-hmm. so that he could help support his family because his father died. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade education. So what are you, 13? Something uh, like yeah, that. Something like that. Thirteen, and fourteen. He, and he was a brilliant man, super intelligent, extremely kind, loyal, hardworking. You know, so I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the Nestle. So there could be a very valid reason of why people get all up in arms about Nestle employing younger workers. That's to say, though, I, I'm not getting all worried about it because it could be that their families really appreciate that. Yeah, so is it saying that Nestle, the company Nestle, is hiring 14-year-olds or they're buying from these farmers who have 14-year-old It doesn't matter which way, but however it is, the chocolate that's underneath that wrapper with the little crispy things in it, you know, this is Mm. Nestle on it. Mm -hmm. Some way, somehow, there's some, you know, younger uh, people that are helping to pick the beans or whatever. 
There's an article in Global Citizen. It says what to know about the child labor lawsuit against Nestle hmm. and the global implications. You know, and even if I read this article, which I haven't, but even if I did read it, I, I'm just saying there's two sides to every story. Yeah, right. Because I'm thinking if it's the, the farmers and they're family owned, that's their choice. But I don't know all the details. So yeah, there we go. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Side, side note. <laughs> is chocolate good for you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it actually is. Very good for you. But for many years, physicians, they warned against eating too much chocolate, suggesting that it's high fat content contributed to acne, uh, obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. Mm, probably all true. What? Oh, it's not. However, in recent years, the discovery of um, the antioxidant compounds in chocolate has changed this perception and stimulated research on its pot potential health benefits. And so cocoa, or keiko, however you want to say it, contains both healthy and unhealthy forms of dietary fat and contains minerals important for human health, including potassium, phosphorus, copper, iron, zinc, and uh, magnesium. And it also contains high levels of flavonoids. Yeah, those are good for you. Yes. However, here's the thing. The, the healthier the chocolate, the higher the content of cacao, cocoa, whatever. And so if it's like, I think it's 78% or higher mm -hmm. of that, that pure cacao cacao mm -hmm. cacao <laughs> sounds mm -hmm. like a bird <laughs> it's more bitter and so there's not as much sugar there's not as much fat it's more of that bitter flavor and you'll see if you look on recipes and stuff you know for let's say um protein balls mm -hmm. you know that are mm -hmm. super peanut butter and chocolate protein yeah. balls if you use this cacao 78 percent blah 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 mm -hmm. It's not the same as like a chocolate bar at the gas station. No, it's definitely not. But like I, so I buy granola and I get the granola that has a certain percentage of the keiko in it because I learned that it had antioxidants and it has a slight sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. But that, I think that's mostly from the rest of the stuff that's in the granola. But yeah, it's good stuff i mean and the darker the chocolate the better it is good if one wants to really look at though the sugar content and the fat content of the type of chocolate that you're consuming those things need to factor in right so you should consider all right if you're buying this prepackaged granola and it's delicious and it has the 78 percent cacao cacao chocolate mm -hmm. and you taste it but it's so delicious because there's so much sugar in it from the other things it's kind of offsetting. You can't apply that same standard. Mm -hmm. so, just yeah. saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bummer. <laughs> anyway, just do it in moderation. There you go. But some research does suggest that chocolate consumption su uh, may support brain health. So eat up. <laughs> Yeah, and hurry. And they did it um, uh, like a test on el elderly people and their cognitive, you know, abilities. Okay. And it showed that, uh, let's see here, that they actually did better. They scored better when they ate chocolate regularly. So there you go. That's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. 
and it was in uh it was published in the neurology journal so there you go a couple of uh things that i thought was interesting about what you just said about um chocolate being used for like medicinal purposes or whatever mm-hmm. to cure things that you would drink it i love that i love that initially it yeah. started out as a drink yeah right and you know also for them to break it down into further into a powder that's even more work i won't go into all the details but there's a lot of interesting stuff about chocolate like who discovered it and if you look back it's very interesting because so henry nestle he was oh that scared me sorry (laughs) i keep forgetting that adam's here i know he's back he moved back in yeah we're all happy about it yay Yes. Mm. Anyway, some of those um, chocolatiers that we're familiar with, like um, Reese and Hershey, uh, Mars actually are, you know. Who's Reese? Reese's Pieces. Oh, it's Reese's. But no, his name was Reese. So what I'm saying. How do you spell it? H-B Reese. R-E-E-S-E. Oh. Well, wouldn't you pronounce Reese-y. it? Reese-y? I guess you would. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> somebody Reese's. screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, when it just says Reese, okay. I guess, yeah. Reese's. Okay. You're right, right, Sorry. right. Just making sure. <laughs> making sure it wasn't Reese Witherspoon or no, somebody right, like right. that. Or my niece. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's just kind of interesting when you look at that, you know, the history of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that is the health benefits on chocolate. All right, eat up. Fun facts. Where are we Fun going with that? Fun facts. Okay. It takes 400 cocoa beans to make one pound of chocolate. Wow. Yeah, 400. Hmm. For, I think that's crazy. Each cocoa tree produces approximately 2,500 beans. Hmm. 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 <laughs> You're supposed to go, wow. Oh, wow. That was a, wow. Hmm, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. I got to be honest. Honest, true confession. (laughs) Yes. My thinking, my thoughts were trying to figure out how much chocolate do I eat? Oh, (laughs) I was trying to. Is that literally still on the first one? (laughs) I was about thinking, one pound of chocolate. Yeah. How much chocolate do I eat? Like how in many a year? beans you know? are you? Yes. Tracy, the um, beans and the beans were loaded. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Don't turn us off. I'm gonna stop laughing now. Go ahead. All right. Mm-hmm. The average serving of milk chocolate has about the same amount of caffeine as a cup of decaf coffee. Yikes. Well, decaf coffee is decaf. Uh, well, the, some people, they say that it's not all the way decaf. Well, close enough. Okay. It doesn't keep you up at night. So that's not much caffeine. Some people it does. They're sensitive. I know, but they're trying to compare chocolate to decaf coffee. And what are they saying? Don't eat it because it's got this decaf level of caffeine in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> because... Keiko trees are so delicate, farmers lose, on average, 30% of their crop each year. That's a lot. That is a lot. So, again, appreciate the chocolate that you eat, and that's why it's expensive, the good chocolate. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Studies have demonstrated that one of the major saturated fats in chocolate does not raise cholesterol like other hard fats, meaning chocolate can be enjoyed in moderation. Also, chocolate comes from a fruit tree, which we already established that it's made from a seed. Uh, oh, Theobroma keiko, which is also the stuff that, by the way, I'm just saying this, is also the stuff that's in chocolate that's bad for dogs. Oh. They have, they can't um, digest it like we do. I don't know, something happens with them. But anyway, that's what it is. Anyway, that's the tree that produces the cocoa beans, and it means food of the gods, hmm. which somebody figured that out. I would agree 100%. Yes. There are an estimated 1.5 million cocoa farms in West Africa. Uh, let's see. That's what? a lot of cocoa farms. Yes. Cocoa is raised by hand on small family-owned farms. That's good to know. So they're hopeful that we eat a lot of chocolate. That's right. So keep eating it, folks. Uh, let's see. I'm going. I'm scrolling through and just kind of editing out ones that aren't as interesting. Oh, some cocoa trees are more than 200 years old, but most give marketable cocoa beans for only the first 25 years. Uh, most cocoa farms are not owned by the companies that make the chocolate. Ben Franklin sold chocolate in his print shop in Philadelphia. Uh, let's see. That's an interesting combination. Printing and chocolate. Yeah, right. Uh, What's that smell? It's not the printing. <laughs> it's the chocolate. Yeah. Uh, the ancients, like ancient people, also fermented the pulp of Keiko Pod to make other beverages. It takes two to four days to make a single serving chocolate bar. Hmm, there you go. Mm -hmm. So that's... Doesn't take that long to eat it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay, so... There is a chocolate uh, factory in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I think it's called... Yeah, it's called Debrand Chocolate, I think. Yeah. Okay, so if you go to debrand.com, D-E-B-R-A-N-D.com, it is amazing chocolate mm. and the next time that i go visit my son and daughter-in-law mm -hmm. in fort wayne i'm gonna go there for the tour the last time we were or, or a couple times ago when we were out there running i really wanted to go to the tour but we missed that window the tour had already started when we had our time to go over there okay and so then we were only able to just purchase from their store and stuff but they they sort of pride themselves on their hot chocolate and they also have desserts and they have like a little seating area where you can go there and enjoy some hot chocolate and dessert and stuff. Nice. Yeah. So if you're in the Fort Wayne area and you can go online and you can purchase chocolate and have it shipped to your home. Oh, nice. Yeah. They also sell the little chips, like the little, they're not chocolate chips that you would put in cookies. Yeah. Although you could do it, but mm -hmm. you can put them in a mug and just add hot milk. Oh, oh it, it makes the most delightful hot chocolate. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, for real. Yeah. All right. Anything else about chocolate? I'll just say this one other one I just found. A farmer must wait four to five years for a cocoa tr cacao tree to produce its first beans. Mm. So there we go. It's a process. And those trees it last a, a long process. time. So once you get your farm established and going and you have people to pull the stuff and make the stuff and blah, 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 you can have a great business. But I know. I was reading this. I was like, oh, 
darn, too bad we can't do that here. <laughs> oh, new jobs for us, Catherine. I know, right. We can grow chocolate trees. <laughs> what are you girls doing now? We're just growing some chocolate trees. Money does grow on trees, well, folks. Well, the chocolate does, apparently. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to our scripture. Okay. Genesis 1, 29. So we're talking in the beginning. Okay. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. My friends, God has anointed chocolate. That's right. Yeah. And also Psalm 34, 8 says this, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So that's just a little reminder from us, you know, that we're, we're all just trying to put one foot in front of the other and uh, give it all to the Lord. Yeah. hundred percent of the time. That's right. Okay. Call to action. Uh, we just <laughs> thought it would be great if when you are enjoying your chocolates and, and like I said, we have our chocolate wine here that we've been sipping and enjoying to think about how it got there. Right. That's some of the things that we talked about today is the big, long process of getting it to where where it is edible and to think about the one who created it and that is our almighty god that's right and also the hard work of the farmers you know who picked it and processed it and then the chocolate makers who you know run their systems and get it all you know in your purse yeah or or in your stash (laughs) in your hiding place yeah halloween's coming up just think about that yeah all that chocolate and all those farmers and yeah anyway yeah. well we hope you've enjoyed uh listening and learning about chocolate today you've been listening to the life happens laugh anyway podcast i'm still comedian tracy de and i'm still Catherine. and see you next time bye